welcome back to another episode of the Basic Witch. As always, I'm Kathy. <laughs> hey, so I got my mixer board working. I'm pretty pumped. Um, it's going to be annoying for a little bit because I'm having a lot of fun playing with voices and sound effects. And you know what? I fucking deserve it. <laughs> Oh my gosh, so if you are in the group, you probably know that this is the second draft of the entire episode. Yesterday, I recorded the episode. It was a two-hour long episode. I did it in two parts. The first part was really nice. Everything sounded great. And then the second part had this really annoying feedback all the way through. That was no way for me to remove it. Um, I did take some suggestions of um, software programming to try to remove it, but it was just not happening was just too much it just completely clouded my voice which was kind of upsetting because I had a very big heartfelt moment in there that was extremely hard for me to get through and I'm going to do my best to um, replicate that today no promises because um, yeah it was hard enough to do it once but I'm going to try to do it a second time Uh, also I'm kind of glad it did though too because the episode came in at just under two hours long and I know sometimes people don't like long episodes sometimes people do like long episodes either way it was an incredibly long episode and it just uh, yeah I did not work out so whew, um, I want to thank anybody in the group who sent out some manifestation of good vibes for me this morning I had to deal with some legal matters that I have uh, been working on for um, I don't know about six years now and it's come kind of coming to uh, a place where we have to make things happen and I was very nervous this morning going in and everything worked out as best as it possibly could in the situation for the moment so thank you all for that it worked I could feel your guys's vibes on me um, I did a prosperity and abundance spell before I went in and I carried tiger's eye and my bra green agate agate gate itself that's an inside story but anyway um i had green agate on me i had a green aperture bracelet on so i felt like i was really um surrounded by love and light and it worked so thank you guys so much for that so i hope everyone is having an amazing time day week month year it has been wow (laughs) a crazy week so i will um try to make my intro quick here before we get into it since you guys had to wait an extra day but there are a few things I want to tell you guys about things that have been going on so I'm not sure I I'm pretty positive I posted the video of the flying bulls last week so you guys would have seen it I think we talked about it last week's episode I don't remember but if not um check out I think I posted it in the group but it's also on my tiktok uh I think it's just called the basic witch 2020 is my handle on tiktok we saw bulls literally flying off the shelf right after we opened there's no way that they just fell on their own like something moved them i think dolly did so and that video's on there i'm pretty sure i told you guys that we were having some issues at work with the pipes and washing water uh, busted pipes so the pipe is underneath the ground or underneath the floor of the store it busted and the plumbers had some trouble locating the busted pipe because it was coming out in a completely different spot nightmare city but they got it fixed and we had to rebuild all of the shelving for the store in that particular area i don't know how to build gondolas i know they're called gondolas but i call them gondolas it's a long inside joke story whatever i don't know how to build them i can replace them but i cannot build them from scratch so this was fun and i had 
reached my fill of bullshit with it. <laughs> so at um, 8.50, I got the very last section to put together, the very last shelf I'm trying to put it in. It's a slanted shelf. It's for travel size items. And the motherfucker would not slant. It would stay in there perfect, but it would not fucking slant. And I am about to lose my shit. My ever-loving shit is done. Like, I can't fucking take this. So after me messing with it, trying to adjust it, I grabbed that bitch off the shelf, off the wall, and chucked that fucking shelf down the aisle of the store. (laughs) You guys, when I tell you that fucking shelf slid across the sales floor and in front of the register, I am not lying. That thing fucking blew. I felt better when I was done. It was banged up, so I had to go and get a new shelf. I went to the back, sat down outside, smoked a cigarette, got a new shelf, came back, it went up perfectly on the first go. And I felt better, but I'm telling you, I don't know what is happening with my rage lately. Um, the little things that I think it's just, I'm so overly stressed about so many things that it just hit me on that moment of this little inconvenience was just a point where I just needed to, to just explode, to unload something. I need to let it out. So I did, and I felt much better afterwards, but... Uh, thankfully, the customers that were in the store um, were friends of mine and just laughed about it. Nobody was injured, obviously. Uh, it was just a moment where I'm like, fuck everything. I cannot do this anymore. So, yeah, that is uh, that's how it went for me. I know there's a million other things that I um, said in the intro on yesterday's uh, recording. It was like 10 minutes long of me telling you guys all these things going on. But for the life of me, I cannot fucking remember um, all of it. I will tell you guys, so um, you guys know that I see a therapist once a month, every 28 days on a Wednesday, between 12.45 and 1 is my appointment start time. Uh, It's been the same for years and years. You guys also know that I had to switch therapist a couple years ago because mine left, and I was very nervous about opening up to a new one, and then this guy that I had was wonderful and was, like, literally the female version of me. Now he's gone. So... He's no longer with them, but I knew that going in. I knew that I'd have to meet somebody new, and that was a big change. And I wasn't totally prepared for that change, but I also had time to prepare. So I could not remember on Tuesday what time my appointment was, 12.45 or 1. And it doesn't make that big of a difference other than how long I had to sit in the waiting room waiting to be called out. So I called on Tuesday because I noticed I didn't get my normal reminder call. I get on Mondays before the appointment. It always goes voicemail. I always check the transcript to see what time it says my appointment is and go on from there. But I didn't get that call this time. So I called up there and I'm like, hey, so I didn't get my reminder time. I don't remember what time my appointment is. So I'm like, yeah, we don't have an appointment for you. I'm like, no, I do. Um, check again, please, please. I see John every 28 days on this Wednesday at this time. Yeah, we don't have an appointment. Did anybody tell you he's not here anymore? And I'm like, I played dumb. I'm like, no. Because he told me. And they did not. So I played dumb. And they're like, yeah, we're going to have you see this new person. And we don't have an appointment for you. And I'm like, look, I have to make these appointments a month in advance so that I can work out my schedule for work. There's no way I can change my day for work. I need medication refills. I'm literally out of everything except for one other prescription. Like, I this can't. No, no, no. So like, okay, we can squeeze you at 2.30. I'm like, okay, but can we be quick? Because I have to be back in Attica, which is about a 30-some-minute drive uh, at 4 for work because I was afraid somebody wasn't going to come in and I was going to go to work. 
you guys hear noise in the back, that's Sky playing with all of her toys. She wanted to be a part of everything today, so the door's open for her. Anyway. I'm like, yeah, as long as you guys get me in and out real quick. They're like, yeah, it's just going to be a meet and greet, and you'll be on your way. Cool. Um, so I I leave early, and I go to Walmart first, because that's my one time I get to go to Walmart to get what we need, because it's right by my doctor's office. So I go to Walmart. I need a new um, pants for work, so I picked a pair of capris. I picked up a new shirt, because it was 6 bucks. I need to work clothes for summer. Grab my mom. Every time I go up there, I get her these cranberry orange muffins. I don't know. She loves them. I buy her two back, two um, packs of them every time, and I buy my ten bags of sprees every month, religiously. Sometimes twelve. It just depends on how many they have on the shelf. I buy them. All. So I grab my mom's muffins. I go over to the candy aisle, and there are no sprees anywhere. And I'm like, where did they move them? Like the spot wasn't even there. So I pulled up on my phone to see if they had any in stock or whatever, because it's easy. Walmart, you know, you, you type it in, and it shows you exactly what aisle it's in. And if your store has any or not. So I pulled up and they don't have any because they fucking discontinued them. And I thought I was going to lose my ever-loving shit because I have a serious addiction to Chewy Sprees. Amazon was delivering them monthly on auto ship. They have since discontinued them. Now Walmart, my go-to for multiple bags every month, has discontinued them as well. And my fucking heart just sank. So I grabbed my clothes, grabbed Travis some stupid fucking rope that he needed. We call it stupid fucking rope from an inside joke, too. I really need to share those more with you guys. We'll bet those actually we'll that later. Anyway, then I go about my day. I get to my doctor's office, and I tell him, you know, I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I didn't get called back till 3 fucking 10. 3 10. And then I meet the new therapist, and I feel like I'm her therapist. Like, I felt more like I was there to help her than she was to help me. So I don't know how this is going to work. And it was just too much change in one day and one small bit of time had me all fucking thrown off. And I'm just still dealing with all of that. So, Gusfraba, I will deal with that. Wusa, I don't know. Moving on. <laughs> but that, that's been my week. Um, like I said, I had the things to deal with today. Uh, it was just a wonderful outcome for what we needed um, compared to what it could have been. So I just want to thank everybody for manifesting a great outcome for me because you guys did an amazing fucking job. And I am so relieved. I had a full-on breakdown getting to tech where I went. But then I pulled my big girl witchy panties on and I did my spell. I covered myself with crystals in my bra and my on my waist or on my wrists and my pockets because I needed that extra energy because I had none, no energy left of my own. I needed their energy to help me get through this, to protect me from everything. So, it worked fabulously. Thank goodness. As you can all probably tell from the title, this episode is about witchy stuff every day. Being a witch every day. Which is something that we seem to have some issues with. Um, witchcraft has changed my life completely. And I really hope it's changing yours. It has literally made my life so much better in so many ways that I cannot even describe how wonderful it's been. But the one thing that I hear a lot from people, and even I had went through this, we've talked about it in the group, we've talked about it, I've done several episodes about um, getting out of the rut, staying out of the rut, um, you know, you ju- we just get overwhelmed with our mundane lives, and we feel like we're not wishy enough sometimes, but I have it figured out. I'm going to help you guys too because 
it's a game changer. So, there's a few things that we need to really talk about first to understand. So, like I said, people say they don't have time to do witchcraft every day. And that's fine. That's perfectly fine. Because being a witch is not an action. It's not something you do. It's a way of life. It's who you are. So that is one very important piece to keep in mind. The fact that you are a witch is being witchy. It's not doing something. It's not doing a spell. Anybody can do a spell. Anybody literally can do, can manifest stuff. They go, they do it in churches. They eat the, the body of the Christ and drink the blood and then say a prayer and incantation. They've done a spell. So same thing, right? But it's so much more for us. I mean, like I said, I used to worry I wasn't doing enough daily and I was just not living up to my full witchy potential. And and there are going to be days where you're just not feeling all of it, but you're still being witchy. We've got to stop being so hard on ourselves. That is one of our biggest things. And you guys remind me of that all the time because I tell you guys over and over to give yourself a break, blah, blah, blah. But then when I get hard on myself, it's you guys who pull me up and remind me not to be hard on myself. I'm really good at sharing this stuff and telling you guys what we should do, but not doing it myself. So that's why I think I'm holding accountable. But as witches, we live through our mind's eye. We see the world differently than other people. We are blessed to, to have this filter, if you will, to be able to see the magic in life and everything. We have the ability to see what's really there, to see it all. So think of it as, like, like I said, like a filter. And... You are looking at the world through a filter that nobody else has the access to. It's this really cool filter. Your camera's on. You're looking at everything with the filter on. And it's beautiful and it's magical and you can see everything. But as soon as you take that filter off, it goes back to normal life. We are lucky enough that we have access to that filter because not everybody does. We are special in that way. We are blessed to be able to have that filter. But it's not always roses and butterflies. Being able to see the world for what it is, you get to see the beauty, the peace, the specialness of everything, the harmony, the good, unfortunately the bad, and the ugly. And oh yes, there is bad and there is ugly out there. But this is where we are extra blessed. Because we have the ability to change what we don't like or what and feel what's hurting us. We have that ability that other people don't. We can change things. We can be the change we want to see in the world. We, we have that ability. And we are so very lucky because so many don't. So, you're probably thinking, okay, Cassie, it's easier said than done. Like, what are you getting at? What are you talking about? Let me explain. There's a few things that we need to go over and kind of understand first before we get into living an everyday witchy life, okay? So, you guys all know the history of witches and witchcraft and where it all came from. We're not going to get into all that, but I will simply say that, you know, we know all about the witch trials in Salem and witch hunters, and not only just Salem here in America, it's all over. All countries around us had the same, similar shit going down. But, and yes, I know there are still witch hunters out there, but they're of a different sort now. It's more of the religious style, 
I don't even want to get into all that. We've already done an episode on it. I don't want to get myself down, but you guys understand. You guys know what I'm talking about. We have people who want to burn us just for being witches and kill us and the other preachers literally on TV and TikTok and YouTube and Facebook and Instagram and everywhere saying that we deserve to burn in hell and that, you know, they should come and take us all out and blah, 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 blah. We're better than that. We're stronger than them. We're going to survive because our ancestors did before us. So, like I said, during Salem trials, the real witches bolted. They were gone. They fucking headed for the hills. They took off down New Orleans and other places like that to keep calm, lay low, and ride it out. Their survival was key to where we, getting to where we are today. We're only here because they fought to be alive. They fought to stay going and to be where they were safe. They fought for us. They are the ones that paved the way for us. And here's the thing. We owe it to future generations to do the same. To be loud, to be proud, to really show the world who we are, that we exist, that we are not evil, demonic, we don't deserve to die, to be burned, to be hanged. We don't deserve that. We are people. We are amazing people. We are witches. We should be loud and proud about it. And it's okay to still be in the broom closet, but you can still live an everyday witchy life even if you are in the broom closet because you're being you. As I get going through this, you're going to understand what I mean by you can literally live in the broom closet, tell not a soul that you're a fucking witch and still live a witchy life every single day. Okay? But we got to get through a few things first. Like I said, they have paved the way for us to, to, to get where we are today, to be open today so that we don't have to hide like they did. We don't have to put on a different mask and go out into the world. We can be ourselves and walk out into the world because of what they did. Through their sacrifices, we are able to walk out freely into the world and show the world who we are. And like I said, we owe that to our future generations of witches. We owe them the same by living our lives, living our best witchy lives every single day and be loud and proud. Okay? So, question is, what what is witchy living? Well, anything that you want it to be, because there's no wrong way to be a witch. None. Whatever you think it is, is what it is. Witchy living, that should be like a magazine. You know how they have like country living, cottage living, all that? Like there needs to be a magazine called witchy living. I would buy that. I would have a subscription to that. Totally have a subscription to that. What do you guys think? That was the wrong button. Yeah. (laughs) It was supposed to say, yeah, or cheers or applause or something. I don't know. But I I think it would be a great thing to have that magazine. Somebody work on that. I know we've got some writers out there. You guys are awesome. I've seen some of the stuff you guys have commented. And I'm telling you, we have writers out there who can make this happen. So somebody please make this happen. Like, I will do everything I can to help. But we need this to be a magazine. So, again, I say, what is it? How do we get there? Well, again, it's anything you want to be. There's no wrong way to be a witch. So any way that you feel is witchy is witchy because you're a witch. So let's talk about some of our principal beliefs, our core beliefs, and kind of like... So what I've done is I basically made an outline for 
my core beliefs as a witch and as a person and the kind of principles that I live my life by. So let's, uh, let's take a look at those real quick. All right, so you're probably wondering why my, me sharing my core beliefs and principles of witchcraft and witchiness is important. I promise it will make sense at the end. So just be patient with me. <laughs> the sound is so much better yesterday. I had, like, literally yesterday was so much better, and I wish I could use beginning audio, but I don't remember where I left off, and I have to be in the same state when I'm talking. I can't, uh, I can pause for a little bit, go smoke there, I take a break, you know, do those things, but I can't pause for, like, a day and then come back because I'm not in the same zone. I'm not the same energy level. I'm not the same anything. So I need to be the same person throughout the whole thing, so... Please just bear with me. I promise it will all make sense. So, my core principles, beliefs of witchy living. Number one, the fact that we use energy to manifest and change things in my environment. That is one thing that I hold highly in regard as far as my principal beliefs. I don't want to keep calling my principal beliefs my witchy life. That's what we'll say. That's what we're going to call it. So the fact that knowing that I can use the energy to manifest change around me is something that I remind myself of all the time. When I get into zones where I am, like now, where I'm stressed beyond fucking belief, where things are just not going my way, where everything is just all kinds of fucked up, that is my go-to to fall back on. Remember, I can use energy to manifest the change that I need. I can call on you guys to help manifest the change I need. Knowing that magic is all around me in the form of energy. It's everywhere. Literally, everything has energy. Everything that is naturally on this earth has energy. Knowing that I can use those to my ability to help me, to protect me, is an amazing feeling. Being able to practice spells and rituals, etc. to direct my... Um, yeah, to, to direct me in helping me to manipulate the energy does that make sense like knowing how to use the items around me to direct energy to manipulate it for what i need having a super strong appreciation for nature and mother earth this is huge this is something that i have had since i was a child and has only gotten stronger since i have embraced my witchy side and really dove into everything everything exists existing in the natural world is sacred and filled with energy crystals oils herbs literally everything that mother earth has given us is filled with energy and magic being able to call upon the elements for protection grounding guidance energy and so fucking much more is a very important piece of information to keep in mind when you are in a jam when you are having things um just going wrong or anything in life knowing that you can do this you have this as your fallback you have these abilities to help you that is an amazing feeling to know that you're not alone you have things you can call on using my intention and personal energy to influence my environment so trusting my gut and listening to the signs this is where i struggle and you guys know this i've shared this over and over and over. I have no problem telling you guys to listen to your guts and trust your instincts, trust your intuition, but I have trouble listening to mine, but I'm working on that. Every single day I work on that more and more and more. But knowing that I have these tools 
at all times. I have a fucking lie detector built into my stomach. That is amazing. You guys have it. We just have to learn how to access it when we need it and learn how to use it at all times and keep it ready to go all the time. <laughs> my literal next note says following my own advice. <laughs> You guys know I struggle with this, but you guys keep me on my toes and you remind me of the things I've said. You literally use my own words to inspire me to do things, and I cannot be more thankful for that to have you guys. This is like talking, like I said a couple weeks ago, I think, it's like talking to 10,000 of my best friends. Like, you guys are my people. You are my tribe. We may be spread out all over the globe, but you are my tribe, and I know that I have you guys when I need you. I know that I am there when you need me. We can be millions of miles away and still be there for each other. And I feel that all the time. I feel when I'm struggling or having something going on, I can see your guys' comments in my head. It's like I see your picture um, from the group or whatever. I, I don't, I can't explain it, but I feel you guys. I feel you sending me reminders of, hey, this is what you told us. You got this. We're sending these vibes your way. You know, we're manifesting this for you. I feel you guys all the time. All the time. I felt you guys with me this morning in that place where I was dealing with things. I felt you there. I felt your presence, your energy was there with me. I felt it. And I cannot be more thankful for that, that I have you guys. And I'm so thankful for that because you guys keep me sane, honestly. Because I'm going crazy in my own witchy world and it's everything. When life comes at me, you guys are there sending me signals, vibes, energy, everything that I need, and I'm so thankful for that. <laughs> I got emotional, sorry. The next very big important witchy life factor that I remember, I keep at the top of my fucking list, and I will always honor with highest regard, honoring karma and the natural balance of cosmic. I've done a whole episode on karma, the rule of three, three for all of that. So you can go back. If you've not heard it, go back and check the episode out. But karma basically is for every action you put out there, the same reaction action will come back. Now, it's not always going to be exactly the same, but it is going to be that same level of action, if that makes sense. Honestly, just to put it simply, Earl Hickey said it best when he said, do good things, good things happen. Do bad things, bad things happen. Simple an excellent explanation but I 100,000 million percent believe in karma and I take every opportunity possible to fill my karma bank every single day every opportunity possible if a customer is short I will pay the difference if somebody has a flat tire I will pull over and offer to help if somebody needs something somebody is standing out and they're short or they need food or something I give every chance I can to help somebody out somebody drops money I'm chasing them down or I'm trying to find the owner because I I need them to have that I don't know what they have going on they're like I don't know if that's the last money they have for food or uh, baby formula or diapers or whatever or to pay the rent or whatever but I will always do my best to return it to find the owner I fill my karma bank every chance I get even for the littlest things it can be the smallest thing of somebody dropping a paper as they're walking by. I'm going to pick that paper up and give that back to them. I'm going to do everything I can to fill that karma bank with every opportunity I can because 
I have done some bad things in my life. I have done things that I have felt 100,000% I deserved, have done too. No, I'm sorry. I, I have done some things that I feel 100,000 million percent have caused things that have happened to me to be payback or be my fault. I have been through shit in my life that I'll get into here in a few sections um, that nobody should ever go through. But I felt like I deserved every bit of that for what I had done in my past. And when I look back, what I had done was minimal. I mean, some people would probably think, oh, that's not even that big of a deal. But I do. And I'm still working through a lot of that. Because now, looking back, I think I was a fucking asshole of a human being. And I didn't deserve the pity that I got for the outcomes of things. And so that's why when these horrible things happened to me later, I truly believed it was my payback. So I work every day to fill my karma bank because I know that it's going to come back. And it may come back in small increments or it could come back as something fucking huge, but everything I send out will come back. It always does. Sorry. <laughs> karma is just very big for me. It's something that I live by quite often. And I make sure that I am highly aware of and that I am always being attention. The next principle, belief, witchy life belief that I follow is acknowledging spirits and energies are all around me. We're not alone. They're everywhere. You guys know in the last couple episodes, people have picked up on voices in the background. Um, and just get that. When you had said that in the group, it was just like, oh my gosh, like I, I know, like, because I just had that conversation with Travis stuff. I feel like I can hear them. And actually, in the episode I recorded yesterday, I paused while talking because I heard an audible sigh in my ear while I was speaking and heard them here. I could hear them. And then all the feedback started. So that's really, oh shit. That's really weird that everything started after I heard the audible sigh. But I paused because I'm like, holy fuck, somebody is right in my ear. But we had uh, an encounter yesterday. I'm sorry, no, not yesterday, Saturday evening that I want to share with you guys that really shows the level of energy and spirits that are around me all the time. You guys know the spirits in my home. We've talked about them. You guys have heard them speak. They're here. They're everywhere. The kids grew up and knowing that our house was haunted by the energies and spirits here. So, Charles' mom passed away in 2021 from COVID. And we smell her perfume in the home all the time. It is something that is strong. We smell it all the time. It's here. We always, um, we can tell when she's here, we can feel her presence and then we'll smell the perfume. It's, it's crazy, but we do. So as you guys know, I got a new vehicle not long ago and uh, I had to go down to the store on Saturday night. We have been throwing away flowers. I've been putting up, taking our not throwing away, but flowers are dying. We had like live bouquets and everything. Sorry, this guy's making noise. She always wants to be a pain. Anyway, so when they go bad or they get molded or they get dried out, we, we get rid of them. Most places throw them in the dumpster. I take them home, hang them out back, upside down, let them dry, and add them to my collection. Sometimes I will just add them to the jars that already have a dry flower. Sometimes I will put them in a separate jar. I will do a mixed jar or something. I'll put them in um, something appropriate. It just depends on what they are, what's happening, what I have time for, so on and so forth. So, 
I was at the store. I had ad, um, I'd forgotten something from earlier in the day. I go down and the girl that was working was like, yeah, I need to get rid of these. They're bad. I was like, okay, I'll just go take them to add to the others. I go outside and I get in my car and I smell Chop's perf- mom's perfume. And at first I'm just like, oh, okay, it's, it's the flowers. They kind of smell similar. That's what it is. No big deal. I put my vehicle in reverse, took back all the parking space, and it beeps out. And I'm like, okay, that's weird. I'm thinking my seatbelt's on. And then I hear, oh, Cassie. Okay, I'm hearing things. Travis wants perfume. Oh, Cassie. The seatbelt's beeping like, loud ass truck. I'm thinking, okay, I'm just losing my shit. So I back out of the spot, drive across the parking lot. Before I get to the next parking lot, it starts beeping again. I look down, and it says that the passenger side airbag is on and that only comes on when there's enough weight in the seat to set it off the only thing in that seat were the three bundles of flowers which are very light bouquets or light especially dead flower bouquets are very light my coin bag thing it's a circle that i keep my id and my debit card and that's it maybe a penny is in there that's it those are not heavy enough to set off the pressure sensor for the uh airbag so I'm like what the fuck I was freaked out because the other day when I went to the bank for work I got $150 in quarters that's 15 rolls of quarters and it did not set it off so this made me like okay something's up because I smell Travis Wilhelm's perfume I hear oh Cassie just in the way she would if she saw something new or she was telling her story or something and then that so she was there we come home told Travis the story. I'm hanging the flowers out back. I took a couple pictures of them hanging because I wanted to remember what they looked like before and after. Just because it's something silly I do. I think it's cool. I end up deleting the pictures. And, you know, just me with silly things that I like to take pictures of. So I zoom in because you can see my reflection on the on our back door. It's um, the outer door is like a glass door. I don't, I never have put the screen in it. It's just a full glass door. So I zoom in because it looks weird, and I, I always look at myself because I'm always judging myself. So I zoom in, and I can see Trav's mom standing next to me in the picture. It's fucking crazy. I'll post it in the group, um, and I'll post a picture of her so you guys can kind of see what I'm talking about, about the resemblance, but it's fucking nuts. We tried to recreate it and do it again. Could not do it. Would not show up. It only showed me or my double reflection, which does not look the same as Kay, so absolutely crazy but it was just another reminder that the spirits are always here you guys hear them talking and we feel them we have things move in the house things happen all the time it's just a plethora of things and spirits around here and energies that are here so i have to remember that the spirits walk freely among us everywhere not just my home not just work everywhere So keeping that in mind and living a life of awareness that they are there, of respect for these spirits is wonderful because you can use them for their, you can use their energy. You can help them in return. There's so many things that having spirits and energies around you can be a bonus for us. And that's just something we need to continue to remember. It is a huge part of things. So, 
I am going to talk about the next part of shit. I was going to save this for a moment, but I think I just need to go ahead and do it. I'm going to take a break first. Let's just go ahead. One of the biggest parts of witchcraft that people overlook or think it's just because people just want to be perverts or something, I don't know. It took me a while to get to this place because it's so much deeper than just sex. But celebrating my sexuality and my fertility and everything about me as a person. This is, can be hard and very uncomfortable at times, and we have a lot of younger listeners I know, even though the, the podcast is marked as explicit, we still have younger listeners who are coming into this because they have no guidance anywhere else, so I'm going to keep it as clean as I possibly can. But our sexuality should not be something that is just kept quiet and never talked about and shunned or to be afraid of anything. This is Pride Month for the LGBTQIA plus community. I am a strong ally, as you guys know. My son is transgender, and I will fight until my last fucking breath for them. Always. But in this instance, I'm fighting for me. And by sexuality and fertility, I'm not talking just about sex and all of that. I'm talking about me as a person, my existence as a human being, as a woman. And men, you can be just as fucking proud and celebratory of your own sex as well. Everybody gets some type of feeling when this comes up. And it can go a lot of ways. There's a lot of triggers here for people. I believed for a very long time that everything that I had done in my past that was not by the book or the best decisions was a reason for me to be raped twice. The very first time I was sexually assaulted was by two of my best friends. It was a snow day, and I stayed in either house the night before because that road out there wasn't too bad and school was canceled for the next day because we're just get a bunch of snow. I told my mom I was staying with one of my girlfriends, but instead I went and stayed out at the house of one of my guy friends. These two guys were really close to me. We were like super tight. They were like brothers to me. I had a crush on one of them at one point and just didn't kind of work out real well. But we stayed really good friends. And I don't know what they put in my drink that night. But I didn't know who I was, where I was, or what was happening until I woke up. With my clothes completely gone. There were items. Sorry, there's loud vehicles. There were items protruding out of my body. And they kissed my head and told me, you go back to sleep. That was incredibly hard. I didn't tell my family because they would have blamed me for lying about where I was and putting myself in that situation. I told two of my girlfriends what had happened. And they cried with me that next night because I told them in detail everything that had happened and I didn't want anybody else to know. But one of them was so adamant about getting justice for me that she 
yelled at them very loudly and very bluntly in front of others. I know she was doing what she thought was best for me, but she did it in a place where other people heard and the story spread through the school like wildfire. I was called a slut and a whore and everything else you could think of. It was held against me for a very long time. Many people didn't believe me. They said that my friends would never have done that to me. Until one night, a while later, one of my friends that did it was very fucked up and let us slip out what he had done. Half of the school apologized for not believing me and treating me badly. And the other half still continued to tell me it was my fault. I was a slut, I was a whore. I should have stayed the night with two guys. What did I expect if I went out there? I should have known what I was gonna what was gonna happen if I put myself in that position, blah 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 blah. So I blamed myself for a very long time. And sex was something I didn't want to talk about or be a part of. I didn't want anything to do with it. And then shortly after graduation, one of my other friends was having a hard time, wanted me to meet him. So we went to a cemetery because that's where people just went to talk where it's quiet and peaceful. I met many friends there before. We would just talk on the benches and go. Well, I mean, meet him in the very back row of the cemetery. He was already there when I got there. And then it happened. And nothing I could do much larger than I was. I was held down, screaming no, and it didn't matter. So I just quit fighting and laid there. And then when he was done, he said, you'll be okay. That's my head again. Keep in mind this was a different person. That's hard. Of the same ending both times. After that, I went through a phase of hating myself, hating my body, hating everything about sex in general, and every part of it, every aspect of all of it. I just hated everything. But then I really started understanding how it's not my fault. After I spoke to more people, finally, years and years and years later, I was able to open up to others. My family still doesn't know it. One of my cousins knows that's it. My kids know, my husband knows, but that's it. You guys know, because you guys are 10,000 of my best friends, so I felt like we're sisters and brothers. We could share and be there for each other, but this was hard. This was so fucking hard to to appreciate myself and my life when all this is going on and really be able to love myself. But you know, I did. I got past it. I worked really hard. I still fight through this and work through this all the time. But celebrating life and light and joy and passion and sensuality can really ignite the fire 
than us. And it does. And now it's a different fire than the fire I had before. Now it is more of a loving myself fire and appreciating what I can do and understanding that there is just something about me that is different from everyone else and I love myself. This is why I'm constantly pushing on you guys. Self-love, self-care, taking care of yourself because this is a huge part of your spiritual journey and your witchy life is being able to love yourself. I am in charge of my sexuality, what I do, how I do things, my body, my life, my everything. It is an amazing thing, the fact that we can create life. It's fucking magic. Being able to create life is magic. Knowing that we as humans can do that is fucking magical. And it's something that we really need to respect our bodies, our minds, our souls, our one. If one part is down, all parts are going to be down and not functioning as well. So celebrating your sexuality and fertility and your ability to love yourself is a fucking huge, huge bonus for you and your happiness. It is a tool that we all need to have because it is something that will absolutely drive us into different realms of life once we embrace that love for ourselves. We just have to really get through all of it and show ourselves the love that we deserve. I'm going to take a little break. We'll go ahead and do the um, ad and then we'll come back and introduce a hair bit more about my beliefs and then we will uh, get into how how I'll work. All right. funny after that last bit because that was a little hard and um yeah so I'm sorry if I went in a dark place there for a minute but I needed to really express how um that has changed a lot of shit in my life and got me where uh I need to be mentally getting over that and dealing with it has been very fucking hard I am still dealing with a lot of that the, the trauma the baggage that comes along with that and I'm doing it through shadow work and I'm working through it every fucking day of my life so um, I don't want to talk about that part anymore because I don't want to get in that zone anymore. So, we're moving on. The next thing that, uh, that we really need to understand when we're talking about everyday witchy life and witchy living is understanding the difference between magic and power. So, magic is the natural uh, energy that flows through the world, that flows through everything natural, like stones, crystals, herbs, all of that. Power is a practical art of channeling that energy and, and being able to use it how you want for manifestation and using your power, your energy, their energy. Off the, when I say there, I mean like crystals and, and herbs and natural things to get where we need to be to do the things we want to do. Like I said, magic can be found in natural things like crystals, herbs, oils, wood, etc. Everything like that. We use a lot of our own energy in our craft and it's very draining so learning to use energy from magical things is 
an epic tool that we can benefit from so very much. It is just a huge uh, benefit for us to have that in our back pocket and know how to use it. Sorry, I had a weird message come in. I thought it was from Orphan. Ends up being so anyway, knowing how to use that and draw in from those items is very helpful because it prevents us from getting completely drained in things that we do and not losing all of our energy to something that we don't need to. I know that doesn't really make a lot of sense, but you, you get it. Like reading tarot for several hours on end is fucking draining, so that's why you will normally see someone have a lot of crystals around them while they're doing so. They'll have a lot of um, different things that they can draw from. I personally keep them in my bra all the time, in my pockets, on my wrists, on my necklace, on earrings sometimes. I try to keep crystals on me all the time, which is another reason why we need to make sure we are cleansing them and grounding them and charging them so that they have that energy back there. They're restored, they're, they're back, and we can move on and use them again and again. These magical items are for our benefit and help us in so many ways. This is seriously like why I never leave the home without crystals. Like I will not go anywhere. And I can tell when I forgot one, like there's been a time where I've left to go to work and I get there and I'm like, cause I'm in a rush in the morning. I'm like, oh fuck, I don't have a crystal on me. I can feel it. Like I know, or I'll feel something's off. I'll check my bra, lo and behold, there's no crystal there. I have my bracelet on, but sometimes I need that extra pull from the ones I carry in my bra, my pocket or whatever. So I always keep some at work so that I can use them and have it with me or put it in my, you know, whatever I need to do. But like I said, using these natural objects in our work helps us to achieve our goal through using the magical objects energy. It is wonderful and very, very helpful. The next thing that we need to understand about is a big one. And I'm actually planning on doing a full episode on this, not next week, but the week after. I'm going to have a full deep dive episode because I think it'll be very helpful for a lot of people because like me I didn't understand my powers or abilities at all I was so confused I thought I was just fucking crazy I did not know what was up what was right left down center I had no fucking clue so I needed somebody there for me and I'm hoping that I will be that person that could be somebody there for you any of you that need help so all of us have a type of power or an ability. We all do. Every one of us have have them. We just don't always know yet what they are, how to work them, how to embrace them. Some of us have many of them, and some of us have not discovered them yet. And some of us have discovered them but not learned how to use them fully. And that is uh, that was me for a very, very long time. So the, the six types of psychic abilities that I'm most familiar with that we're going to talk about just in this episode um, as related to everyday witchy living are precognition <clears throat> excuse me precognition which is basically the ability to know things or events before they happen um you just know like oh man there's gonna be a really bad storm tonight like not knowing from like the weather channel or anything else like you just sense it or something really bad is going to happen like you have that feeling you know something bad is about to happen and it does and you don't know why or how, and nine times out of ten, you probably just blew it off like, oh, yeah, it's just a coincidence. I had the feeling that something happened. Intuition is the most common. It's the one that every single one of us have. You may not have understood 
helpful yet how to use it and work it and everything like that because it's not just intuition is not just when it wants to come out and and rear its head it's all the time it's there constantly we just don't always access it the way we need because we don't know how sometimes so that's something we're definitely going to work on intuition is the ability to know things without being told i mean very plain we all have it we've all had those gut feelings so i'm just telling you guys to trust your intuition trust your instincts it's there we're going to learn how to channel it and how to tap into it at all times we'll do that not next week but the week after clairvoyance also known as clear vision is basically the ability to reveal what's been hidden um kind of thought of as like inner sight so finding something knowing where something is that people don't know or a lot of people with ADHD have this a lot and I can tell you you may not know what you ate for breakfast you may not know where you left your car keys three minutes ago but you know that in your room underneath the boxes of random stuff there's a pile of other stuff underneath there or in the let's just say the junk door for more common things because everybody has a junk door you know that in that junk door underneath the uh, user manual for the dishwasher that you sold last year is a rubber band next to that rubber band is a pencil that is kind of half sharp half dull and underneath that pencil is a paper to the left of that paper is the paper clip that you need because somebody needs a paper clip that is clairvoyance for ADHD people you know that there is something there you don't know how you know it's there but you know it's there you can see it in your head but it's also a lot more like I said we will expand on all of these in a couple episodes psychometry this is one that I have and did not know that I had until not very long ago and it is um not very long ago I mean a few years back and it is um very very trippy very very trippy its ability to read energy off of an object um, and sense details about a person who had the object. Something similar. I mean, either or, but. So, Trav's dad, I told you guys, was in Vietnam. I think I've popped the. I am positive I've told you guys the story before, so I'll make sure. His dad was in Vietnam. His dad did not talk about Vietnam with us, with anybody, really. He told Trav a few stories when he was younger, but Trav never really shared those with us because they're hard for him to hear, hard for him to talk about, and all that. Trav's dad passed away in 2010. Nine or ten, nine, two thousand nine. Anyway, his dog tags out one day, and Trav's like, you know, just just hold him and look at him, because we were—I don't even remember what got us on the subject. We were talking about his dad and all this stuff. So I held the dog tags and I closed my eyes, and all of a sudden I was in that zone. I was in the middle of the jungle in Vietnam, and there was like hail fire fucking raining down on my back. My back kept hurting, and it felt really hot, like little hot things on my back, and I can hear the sounds of shots and. The wind is blowing like it's in a tunnel and I can see the jungle leaves, the trees kind of covering with a little bit of uh, sunlight coming through with a little bit of rain. It, it's just fucking insane. And I have my eyes closed and I'm just in this trance and I'm telling Travis everything that I'm hearing and literally everything's just spewing out of my mouth. And at the end I open my eyes and look at him and he looks white as a fucking ghost. He looks like he's about to pass out. And I'm like, what? Like, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to bring back bad memories. Like, what? And he's like, that is exactly how my dad described what happened. He had gotten shot. He was in the middle of an ambush, and he um, got hit by shrapnel, and he was laying down on the ground on his stomach, and there was somebody laying over him. 
covering fire, but his back was getting hit by the shrapnel and from the bullet casings coming out of the belt fed uh, gun. And everything I described was exactly as his dad had described to him when he was telling the story. And it was fucking crazy. Because I felt that just by holding the object, the dark bag. This is still an ability that I am still working on and trying to control. I am still trying to understand it, trying to access it at all times, trying to really understand the depths of how this works. So again, this is in a couple episodes, we're going to go real deep into all of this stuff. The next one is a medium. They uh, receive messages from spirit, from the spirit's world, uh, from spirits and from the spirit world. And they can sometimes channel spirits. So we've all heard of Long Island Medium or all these other mediums that have their TV shows. They hear things. These people go around and talk to people. They'll come to your home. They went to my uncle's house and talked to my mom and her brother's sisters. Tell them all these stories about things. I... So I watched the video. I was very skeptical of this lady in the beginning because she was telling them the first time they saw her, it was in a crowd area, and she was telling them a story, saying something about... Um, something they just had that conversation about in the lobby so I'm like yeah she had people planted out there to listen and to point out and say yeah 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 but when she came to uh, my uncle's house and spoke to my mom and her you know my aunts and uncles and um, some of my family there she was saying things that there's no way she could have known even if she had looked up who was going to be there there's no way she could have known some of these things so that really made me believe in this particular medium but there are some that um that go out that I do have um, particular issues with. And it's not that I think they're all fake. I think that some of them really exaggerate their um, abilities. And I'm not being an asshole. I'm not being a dick. I just me being overly protective of the people I love in the spirit world and a combination of getting taken advantage of. And then the last one I'm going to talk about is being an empath, this is something that uh, many, 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 many witches are. Some of us don't know, some of us don't understand it, some of us um, aren't fully aware yet that we are. Um, if you're like me, I thought I was fucking crazy. I thought I was fucking crazy. I've told you guys a story many times how somebody would be sad or happy or whatever. You feel their emotions. Uh, empaths can sense and feel. Mark this spot. If you guys hear anything weird, please let me know. Um, I just heard some weird shit. Okay. <laughs> Moving on. Uh, empaths can sense and feel feelings and emotions of others while absorbing their energy as well. So there are often times where I would, um, somebody would be smiling and happiest can be on the outside, but they were hurting on the inside. And I would get super sad and not understand why. Where somebody would be really happy during a sad time, and then I'd be really happy, and I, I should be sad because something sad just happened. But I was around somebody who was really happy, and it 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 comes into us. We carry that emotion without even knowing why or what's going on. I honestly thought I was fucking crazy, and I got to a point one day where I just I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with me? Like I need mental help. And then one of my friends said, have you ever considered that you're a hold up and then everything made sense after that like it all came together and it is something that's still very hard to um, 
deal with because you have to remind yourself it's not your baggage to carry. It's not your pain. It's not your emotions to carry. It's not yours. And it's very difficult at times to separate the two from yours to theirs. And it can be very, very draining to carry that emotion, that pain, that whatever without knowing why or what to do. So reminding myself all the time this is not mine to carry and avoiding situations where I'm putting myself in a place to absorb all of that. I would avoid parties. I would avoid groups of people for the longest time because I did not know how to control it. And I'm getting better. I'm still introverted and don't want to be around a lot of people, but I'm mostly just because people are people. But like you guys, if we all 10,000 of us got together in a room, hell yeah, I would be super pumped. But just random people, no. It's just way too much. So, um, learning to control it and understand it is something that takes time. It's not something you can do overnight, but there are things that we can do to help us. And like I said, we'll get in deeper to all of this in a couple episodes. Um, it's just something that we really need to take a deep look at. But knowing your abilities is a very important part of your witchy life and living an everyday witchy life. It all makes sense, I promise. So once you figure out your ability, you can embrace it. Like I said, understanding your abilities can be a challenge, but like with everything, practice is perfect. Um, find somebody that you clearly trust to open up to about these things and have them help you if you can, if you feel comfortable with it. You don't have to. Uh, you can practice on your own, whatever your ability is. Um, you can put cards down not looking at the faces, have them all flipped over, and then try to see what is behind one of those cards. Or There's so many different ways you can practice, holding things from other items, your items of other people. There's just a lot of things. It depends on your ability. Like I said, we'll do way more into it next week or in two weeks. But once you figure out your ability, embracing it, understanding it, practicing it, and trying to get a grip on it, it's going to be extremely helpful for you. So... Now <laughs> that you've spent some time understanding your personal uh, principles of your craft and your beliefs in your craft side and your everyday witchy beliefs, I don't, I don't even know how to word it, but now that you have made your list out, I told you all mine, I told you my top things that I think about that I consider that I worry about, make yours. Sit down, go through your 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 brain and go over what it feel, what it means to be a witch to you. Sit down and and make a list of what principles you hold highly in regard to being a witch. What things are most valuable and important or things to remember for you. Now these are not all the things oh shit, I didn't mean to beat the microphone I was trying to adjust a little pop filter and I did something. These are clearly not all the things I believe, but these are some of the most important things. And there are so many other beliefs I can add in here or principles or whatever we want to call them that it would be like an 18 hour long show so I'm not but these are some like I said just some of them the principles that I choose to remember and keep in my mind and guide my life by if you will now this is the part where you and your personality will make the difference so you are different than I am. I am different than you. And it's perfectly okay because there's no wrong way to be a witch. So, 
our unique differences make us who we are and that's a wonderful thing i do things that work for me you do things that work for you i'm going to share a few of the things that i do every day to make sure that i am living a witchy life every day these are the things that have changed my life these are things that have redefined who i am as a human being and have made me where who i am today it's changed my life it's it's the best i can say the easiest i can say getting a good routine can be really helpful to kind of guide your life in a lot of ways um and it's it's all parts of your life not just your witchy side but every part of your life but having a routine doesn't necessarily have to be boring so i do craft the things you do every day that that's what i do that's where i start my morning coffee every time i make a potion my coffee is a potion it is my energy potion my go-go juice as i am stirring my coffee every morning i say i greet this day with gratitude i sail through this day on my positive attitude as my energy now rises i know i will meet all of my tasks until they're complete so let it be every day this is something i have created as a ritual i do every day it's very simple i drink coffee every morning it's the first thing i do i pee i make my coffee sometimes i start my coffee before i fucking pee because that's how much i need my coffee so incorporate witchy things into the things you do anyway make it about you and your craft and you'll see once you start incorporating these little things everything you do is with that with that mindset so everything falls together that is my morning affirmation my morning mantra my morning spell whatever you want to call it my incantation that is my morning routine making my go-go potion and say my incantation my mantra my i make a fact or a point to read an affirmation every day even if it's one i just randomly pull out my fucking head i know that while i am getting myself ready i'm going to have an affirmation that i tell myself to get going it's just something i've added in every day i have to get ready every day i have to brush my teeth i have to um, do my hair i have to put my makeup on every single day some of you don't do makeup every day and that's completely fine i have issues i have to do it every day it's just who i am as a person but i incorporate that into my makeup routine i say an affirmation in the mirror and remind myself just who the fuck i am i burn incense while sometimes while i get ready while i do um, dishes while i clean the house while i vacuum while i um, write down my notes for the podcast while i do um, the research and write things for my book whatever it is i have incense burning at some point throughout the day a lot of times i have something I work i have to do that i don't like to do and it's paperwork it would be different if my only job were paperwork but i have so much paperwork to do on top of the other shit. so while i do my paperwork i light an incense in my office so that i am in touch with the side that i need to be with it keeps me humbled it keeps me in tune with my spiritual side and helps me get through the paperwork in a calming fashion because i will use lavender or eucalyptus or something that makes me calm so I don't get enraged that I have 8 million hours worth of things to do 
outside of my office so I can focus on getting this one done and moving forward. I do a card pull every day. But there are times that it doesn't necessarily happen because I forgot my deck or I didn't do it for the house. I have a deck in my office. I will also randomly, sometimes, if I am driving, I will say, hey Siri, pull up a random tarot deck on Google or something like that. And they'll pull up a card and it will be my pull for the day because the universe clearly wanted me to see that card. One sec. Okay, so I don't know if you guys heard that, but she wanted to be a part of the show. Apparently, Siri wanted to add in because she heard me say it. And she said pterodactyl instead of pterodactyl. So, there we go. But it's the little things. We can incorporate our witchy stuff into everything we do, into our mundane, into our drive. While we are driving to work, we can repeat affirmations to ourselves. We can do incantations. We can just our minds and think about things why we're going think about spell we want to work on we have to incorporate it into our everyday life because we are busy human beings and we don't always have time to stop and do a full spell cast a circle do a ritual we just don't and that's okay we have to quit being hard on ourselves about that part we can still be witchy every day without having to do a full ass fucking ritual it's completely fine you just have to make sure you're looking at the world through your filter. One other thing, or one other thing, lots of other things, but another thing that I like to be on top of that helps me feel connected to my witchy side and the spiritual side is knowing the moon phases. I know that in seven days there's going to be a full moon and I need to prepare myself for it or whatever the case may be. I have a widget on the front of my um, iPhone and it is there right on my lock screen it says waning crescent moon and the moon sets at 3 49 p.m an hour and 21 minutes from now and sunset is at 9 19 p.m i have that little widget on my phone as a reminder so that i will always know the moon phases i will always know what's going on i keep an accurate check on retrogrades things like that they're just something that i've added in so like once a week on Sunday's usually made up, but now I'm doing it more Mondays. I will kind of sit down, look at my calendar for the week, and kind of notate uh, special events. So I know, okay, hey, there is a full moon coming up on this day. I, you know, I need to be prepared, or we have like four days till Mercury goes, Mercury goes in retrograde, so I need to mentally prepare myself or whatever. But having that knowledge with you and knowing these things ahead of time is living witchy every day. Because you know what's going on. You know that in three days there's going to be a full moon. Or in two days that Mercury is going to go to retrograde. You know these things and you're preparing. And that is what you're living. Cleansing, grounding, centering yourself. Huge. I have preached it over and over and over again. If you don't want to do it, that's fine. I'm not going to say, oh my god, you're not a witch because you didn't do it. Because there's no wrong way to be a witch. But it is very important for us to make sure we are taking care of ourselves. That is self-care. That is self-love. Being clearly minded is something we really need to make sure we are staying on top of because it will help us with our mentality. It will help our body, our soul, our everything. Meditation, I cannot stress enough how important 
meditation is, even if you can't clear your mind completely like most normal meditation is, put yourself in your nirvana, close your eyes, go to your happy place. Get to that spot that makes you feel relaxed, comfortable, calm, reset, whatever it is that you need to reach, do that. Even if it's for just one minute of the day before you leave for the day to go home or on your lunch break or before you head to work, whatever it is, sit in the parking lot and do it in your car for just a second. Work that in so that you, you owe it to yourself to work that in. You owe it to yourself to, to cleanse your brain, your mind, your soul, to realign yourself. We all owe it to ourselves. Practice self-care. I cannot stress this enough. Practicing self-care is witchcraft. It is very, very, very important. As long as you're caring for yourself, you're living a witchy life. It really is that simple. You're outside. Take time to appreciate nature in every season. I cannot stress this enough. Mother Nature is amazing, but she is fierce and powerful and just all kinds of out there. But she really does hold the key to a lot of things for us. The sun, the moon, the stars, the atmosphere, the grass, the ground, the water, the leaves, the air, all of it. Appreciate everything that has had to happen for you to be where you are. Appreciate the tree that gave you shade on a hot day. The sun coming down when it's cold outside and you hit that just right spot as you're walking out in the cold to get to your vehicle or on your smoke break or whatever that warms you up just that little bit. Appreciate Mother Nature because she is amazing and nature is just so fucking magical. Appreciate the little things. And you don't have to be outside to do this. You can look out a window or out a door or whatever. Just seeing how beautiful nature is really truly appreciating that we get to be a part of this and experience this and have access to all of this magic it's just very viewing the world through your filter that's it that's your witchy living you look at it so long through that filter there's no longer a filter it's your reality when you start to see the beauty in everything and you can see the ugly that people don't see and everybody sees the good and you see the ugly and the bad down inside of that person or that thing you know how to protect yourself how to be ready when all people see is the bad things of stuff but you see the good part of it that is the wonderful part about that filter we get to see the magic in everything normal people don't get to see it normal people don't have that they don't get to experience the amazingness of that witch filter and the witchy living life that we live. They don't get that. They are not as lucky and blessed as we are. We have that ability and that tool, that filter to change everything. And it's fucking amazing. So amazing. Now, everything that we have talked about, the karma and energy and spirits and celebrating you and your body and all of the things that I've listed in the first half of this episode come into play right here know your principles for which you're living and live by them appreciate everything around you appreciate the things that are there trust your gut and your abilities to work for you put them to work in every single thing that you do 
And after a little bit, it no longer becomes reminding yourself to do it. It just becomes who you are. My guess is 9 out of 10 of you do this every day anyway. You just didn't think about it. You just didn't think it was enough. You just thought that since you're not doing a spell or reading tarot every day or doing some big ritual every single day that you weren't being witchy enough, but you are. I'm going to tell you something right now. Every day you live the witchy life every single day because you're a fucking witch and you're living your life. That's it. That's literally it. You are a witch and you are alive and you're living and you're doing things. So therefore you are doing something witchy because a witch is fucking doing it. Let that sink in for a moment. So it doesn't matter if you didn't do a spell today or for last week or for last fucking month for that matter. You are a witch. You're doing things. You're living witchy. Because you are a fucking witch. You guys are so powerful and strong and you don't even realize it. I can feel your guys' power all the time. Like I said this morning, I felt you guys there with me in that room dealing with all the shit. I felt you there. I knew that you were all right there with me. And some of you probably didn't even see the post until later, but I still knew that you were there because we are connected. We are all connected. All of us are sharing this connection from across the fucking globe. And we feel each other when we need each other. It's gotten to the point that we no longer have to actively think about it. It just happens and we are there. Our energy is there for each other. Our souls are helping each other. Our soul sends out some kind of secret signal to each other, and we all get it, and we all are there. I can't thank you guys enough for that right there on its own. It's very, very amazing and helpful and just so wonderful to know that I have that. I have you guys. I have 10,000 amazing best friends who are there for me. But everything you do is witchy because you're a witch. And I want you to do a little homework for me. I want you to really think. You don't have to write it down, but think about what you hold in highest regard when it comes to your witchiness, your spirituality, your life. What parts of your craft are most important to you and what what leaps? And then take a look at how those affect your everyday life and the things you do in life. And guarantee you're going to be shocked at how much more you are putting your craft into your life than you really thought you were. Because when you sit down to actually think about it all and lay it down in black and white on paper, it is bigger than you or I or any of us ever thought of. Most importantly, just remember to enjoy your life. We get one life make the best out of it. Do everything you want to do in a way that you want to do it. Live your best witchy fucking life every damn day by being you and being happy. I know you guys were expecting some big secret at the end of how to do all this, but I promise you this is this is the secret. This is it. Be happy, be yourself because you're a witch and you're living your life. You guys are super amazing. I love you all. I really want us all to get together sometime. I don't know how that's even going to be humanly possible, but we will find a way. 
Maybe we all decide to astral project one day, one night at the same time, and we all meet somewhere on another plane or something. I don't know, but I really want it to happen, so. So thank you guys again for everything from today. I really appreciated your um, energies and your manifestations, and you guys did it. It was wonderful. I can't thank you enough. Next week, we are going to be taking a modern look at Letha. Um, I just want to kind of dive into it. Like I said, with the last one, I've done so many um, previous uh, episodes where we go into the backstories and how they traditionally um, celebrate everything. But now we're going into the modern world because that's where we're at now. So we're going to do a modern take on it and look at all the modern stuff and how we've changed, evolved, and things we can do and have fun with it. And the week after that, we're going to be talking about abilities and accessing them. Alright, I hope you guys have the most wonderfully amazing rest of your day, week, month, year, whatever it is you're listening to this. I love you all. Blessed to be. If you guys hear any voices, um, pop on over to the Facebook group. Let me know what you hear. I'm really interested because I felt like they were talking today. I know they were yesterday on our board, but then take. Uh, don't forget to check me out on TikTok, Basic Witch, or yeah, The Basic Witch 2020. YouTube is Cassie the Basic Witch, and of course the Facebook group is Basic Witch with Green One. So, let's be guys. I love you so much. Bye.